welcome again to Living at the 45. I'm your host, Jack Brody, and I have a really special guest today, an old, an old friend of mine. Uh, gee, we, we did some work together about 25 years ago. Uh, he's the owner of athleticism.com, which is really the best sports and human performance program I, I've ever seen. And he does some incredible work with all kinds of uh tennis players, but all kinds of Olympic athletes, football players. He works with everyone. He took Peter Smith's uh, Pepperdine um, team from 19 to four in the nation after Peter started using uh, his program and, and Justin went up there and worked with his team. And it's great for everything from injury prevention to high performance. So uh, the founder and owner of uh, athleticism.com and and much, much more, actually, which you'll learn today, Justin Franson. Hey, Justin. Jack, thanks so much for having me on. Good to see you, buddy. Yeah, same here. I'm looking forward to this. I hope you don't mind my background. I thought, well, that looks like it captures some of it. Uh, athleticism, wellness, grounding, and balance. What do you think? <laughs> well, if you don't have any of those, then uh you're not going to be performing very well. That's for sure. That is for sure. Uh, you know, Justin, I want to also introduce you as a player. I mean, you you and I have hit a few times. You can play the game. You got a nice game. <laughs> uh, Thanks. I'm trying to remember if you had a one e or a two e, but I remember the forehand. You had a big forehand. Yeah, I got a monster two handed backhand, but uh -huh. uh, I've 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 strengthened my arm enough to to use a one-hander. So, uh, yeah. You're I have talking a, to the wrong guy there because it doesn't take strength to hit a good one-hander if you do it, if you do it the right non-linear way. Yeah. I, I'm, there's, there's a foundation I needed that I didn't have for it for sure. It's that I'm getting better with it, but, uh, but I, I actually hit with a friend named Neil, a neighbor of mine, and he lives in Orange County as well. And, I, man, I hit, I played the best I ever played. This is about, gosh, about uh, 10 months ago. And, mm. and uh, I mean, he's a fantastic player. And he's like, man, you hit the crap out of the ball. <laughs> he's like, you could warm me up in some of my matches. I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. But, but I, I played really well and, and I haven't played since. <laughs> So. You know, I felt the same when you and I played those couple times. I felt the same. I thought, well, we could we could be hitting partners here. So yeah, you you do rope the ball pretty well, and I know you're into the figure eight and and the forty five and all that. You've been in it for a long time, maybe even before me. Who knows? But uh, but I wanted to uh, introduce you as a player because let's try and and stay if we can. Um, you know, talking player to player, but weaving in and out your concepts of, you know, elite athleticism. Uh, and, and we'll talk about, uh, we'll talk about everything today or wherever you want it to go, but come as a player, because I think, uh, it's nice when the pros and other members and players hear from a real player, you know, you, uh, I mean, you didn't play for USC, but I think you could have. Yeah. I got hurt. I wanted to play, but I got hurt. So I had a that, few... was, that was part of your quest, right? I mean, when you got part... hurt, that was the part of, you wanted optimal health from then on in, right? Yeah, definitely. I I could take a few of the players on the team uh, back then, and and uh, but I just didn't have the staying power. I my wrists blew out, and I think early on, I think I got injured from uh, lifting. So I just started lifting too heavy, and 
and the bones uh, shifted in my wrist and, and then I kept playing on it. And man, when you play four hours a day, grow up in LA in the Mecca of tennis and something's out of alignment, others will, you know, give. And so I had some ligaments and cartilage stuff that just still to this day is plagues me when I play too much. So yeah, it, it, it was a huge learning experience early on as a player and, and growing up with private coach and tennis court and yeah, just live literally living on that thing. So it was a lot of fun, but, but uh, you, you learn what served me right. And then what, how I got injured from it too. Right. When you were at USC as a student, uh, were you uh, into the whole fitness thing then, or did it start after with Dean Brittenham? And Dean Brittenham, for those of you who don't know, he worked with the Olympic Committee uh, in Colorado, and uh, I followed him. And we uh, we traded, you know, trade secrets, and we were pals. And and uh, Justin was sort of you were Dean's apprentice, basically, right out of college. Yeah. So was it, did it start there? Or did it start before at USC? No, so I actually got part of my other challenge is I got injured in the wrists, uh, but I got mono too, and, and my freshman year. So I I got sick, so I was sick for about a year. Uh, so that really took me out. So when I got to SC, I was just weak, and then my in and injured literally. So I I, I was coming. I was working on rebuilding myself, but I knew I wanted to be in the health space and I didn't know what lane it was until I met Dean a few years after college. So that's where we met Shiley sports clinic. And that's where we met you at uh, Shiley pavilion in La Jolla, California. And Dean was this amazing mentor where uh, he was a strength coach in the NBA and NFL. Uh, his son was a strength coach for the New York Knicks. He helped get him that job for uh, 25 years. And uh, Dean took a different approach to human performance. So if I would have had that when I was younger, I wouldn't have been such a linear athlete. I, I would have been able to hold a rally a lot longer, get in the flow. I mean, you you have the 45 degree where you have more consistency, but if your brain type doesn't allow you to have it, if you're closing your eyes, tightening your grip, you know, whatever, whatever the case is, looking away at the ball before contact, whatever your brain type leans you the wrong way to do, it's going to be really tough to become a great player. So for me, it was tough to become a great player because I was so linear trained. I was trained the old fashioned way. Lucky I was a soccer player, so I could kick with both feet pretty good. But my my eye hand coordination, I mean, I was really right side dominant with my hands. So even though I had a good two handed backhand, I still didn't know how to juggle to save my life back then. I just was missing these intangibles which, you know, athleticism.com is literally all about. Right. You know, it's funny you mentioned juggling. I hadn't thought about it in a while. That was one of the first things I learned to do way hanging around at tournaments in the boys 12 and unders. You had a can of balls, three balls. It was like, well, how perfect is that? 
And you just, you know, and, and I still do it today. Uh, you know, I still, you know, when I'm waiting around, hanging around. So I, I remember you did a lot of interesting things with juggling and kicking a ball at the same time and, 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 you know, getting your brain to just fire on all cylinders, so to speak. Is that, is that somewhat accurate? At least when we met. Definitely. I mean, I, we have an entire, we're athleticism.com is one of the only sports performance programs in the, across the country that actually has a true ambidexterity program. So yes, and you have the right motion where you're throwing the ball up to the other hand. Uh, and that's the foundation for learning how to juggle and then learning how to do multiple different types of juggling techniques. With that, we would stack the nervous system. So my Instagram handles athleticism neurostacking because we stack the nervous system, not only when we train, but then also when I treat the nerves for strength and sports performance, because the nerves fire the muscles. Uh, going back to the training side, kind of what you mentioned, yeah, we would have a ball, soccer ball, whatever ball underneath our feet, and we would switch tapping the top of the ball with that foot and while we're juggling. So you get this foot movement coordination with the ambidexterity. Uh, we have washers and foam bricks and cup stacking and uh, bosu bolas and the list goes on and on as far as what type of ambidexterity products that we have. We have uh, you know eye speed charts where you're balancing and and doing the eye speed and recognition. We juggle while we're balancing on a bosu ball. And I know you remember David Wack was one of the first guys in the gym. Steve Cotter and Dave Wack and me <laughs> and you, we were like all four of us were, you know, hanging out. You know, I remember we all had wood, we all had wooden products. Remember everything? Yeah, was I mean, this is a couple decades ago, and, and more so twenty five years a, ago. Yeah, oh, oh, twenty five years ago. This Steve Cotter was the pioneer for kettlebell. So he was a martial arts guy that was strength training. Dave Weck walked in and said, Hey, I got this balance product. What do I do with it? Dean taught him every exercise to do on it. <laughs> and then he ends up being the biggest, you know, probably sports product in our era uh, with the Bosu ball or one of them, I should say. And uh, now, and he keeps inventing new uh, products. And then you, roll in with the eight board and this living at the 45 years ago. And I'm like, tell me about it. And I'm like, I'm a tennis player. And so you start teaching me this and how to, the dog wags the tail, not the tail wags the dog. And it all started to make sense. And then we tie in this whole, you know, our program was nonlinear. So we would do speed drills and semicircles, figure eights. And so, and nothing you did was in a straight line and you're going, you know, let's connect to this figure eight, this movement system of the plane of the stroke uh, and your contacts at the 45, whether it's a volley or a serve or a forehand or a backhand. That's right. And it just, it just, you like put everything together uh, to make it more sports specific for us. Uh, and yeah, it was, it's been so fun. Uh, yeah, well, I was glad to when we met. It was sort of a it was one of those things where we both uh, were cut from the same cloth. You know, I remember we had some exciting conversations twenty five years ago. You were a kid; you were twenty five years old, I think. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you'd be fifty now. You look like you're about twenty eight years old. 
Uh, I know. I'm still losing my hair, man. I, <laughs> okay, good. I'm well, glad you showed me. For so long, you know, that's probably part of it. But uh, yeah, it's we're we're I'm I I got one injury I'm dealing with, uh, but other than that, I'm holding strong right now. Let me ask you. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad. You know, because you had some moments. Well, I guess we all have, but you've had some moments uh, uh, where you weren't well and you weren't surfing, and and yeah, and now it's nice. It's nice since we've talked the last couple of weeks. By the way, that was a lot of fun with the real spin. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's nice to see you feeling so healthy and me as well. So, knock on wood, we all hang in there, and uh, because you know, every day is a new opportunity <laughs> for anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got hit early on having mono that kind of sets you up for having a, a foundation that's a, that there's a chink in the armor for a you know a long haul after that. So that's been one of my chinks, and and. and I, I don't know what happened hormonally or the stuff, but I've had periods where the energy just gets really low. And so as we age, even guys in the health space, to be able to have energy to perform, we got to keep these cells, mitochondria on full speed. I got to keep the liver flushing. Real liver is probably one of the biggest things. And I use uh, NAC and uh, about uh, 1600 milligrams of NAC, and then alpha lipoic What is NAC? It, 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 it's just a supplement you get, but it helps with the liver. So NAC and alpha lipoic acid, I do about 600 milligrams. So it's really high dosage, but anyone who's, you know, an athlete who's dealing with energy or fatigue challenges, I recommend flushing the liver, and then what you're doing right there is just hydrating when you want to drink some great spring water, uh, even distilled water right now will pull a lot of the crap out of you. It's some of the cleanest water out there right now because all the chemtrails and the crop dust in there doing there's uh, mm -hmm. barium in the in that and that dehydrates our planet and us. So you need silica for hydration. So we need more silica in our body. So there's there's things that man. I mean, I was just in the desert. And my daughter jumps horses and we're out there and the Coachella Valley, they had probably 30 planes uh, going back and forth by noon, just chemtrailing the whole, whole sky. So that's just dehydrating, clogs our system. I mean, I'm not a fan of vaccines. Uh, so uh, that wasn't a challenge for me, but you get toxicity in those and vaccines and shots and bad food in this air. Uh, and then the EMF is a, is a huge thing. I kind of wanted to dive into with the athletes too, because man, if you're not grounded, you're, you're not going to play well, number one, and then you're going to feel crappy. You're not going to have the energy to, to play effectively at all. It kind of chips away at your life force. And, and I think these big 5g stadiums and all these new stadiums, I mean, Indian Wells, they have cell towers all around it and they've really amped up the cell sites uh, inside of it. And those are millimeter waves that, that basically chip away at the chi of an athlete. So if you're having a stressor on you the whole time, 
you're going to start to see more cognitive, you know, error. So guys would just make stupid mistakes. Like, why did you hit it right to his forehand? <laughs> you know, when then give him in the sweet spot when he's just at the net, you know, and can put it away. Yeah, they you just you just end up doing stupid stuff. And I think a lot of it's from the the five G and the rollout of the the Internet of Things. So you're saying that that EMFs are kind of like these waves that are up in the air, these that are produced elect you know electrodes, I guess, or electrons or something. And and you're saying that they affect us in a negative way, and and so grounding is a big deal. You know, I always thought of grounding, at least in terms of tennis. Uh, when you do your figure eight in your hips, you know, like a baseball player, right? You're in your, you're in your neutral position. I always thought that was a way of grounding, but you're saying there's all kinds of grounding you need to do. I mean, I drink water, but I'm, I'm old school. I drink tap water with lemon. I squeeze lemon because, uh, really get the tap. No, you got to filter it out, man. There's so much chlorine. But I'm in Colorado. I'm up in the mountains. It's beautiful. Yeah. We have wells. Yeah, I, I mean, well water is great. Tap water, not so much. You got to think. I mean, there we we got to look to cleaning our sources, uh, what we're putting in our body. But most of the tap water will have fluoride in it, chlorine in it, uh, graphene in it. You got to, you know, get rid of that. You can put a water structuring device uh, that'll that'll spin the water through a Fibonacci sequence, a spiraling sequence, and you'll smell the off-gassing of those chemicals. It's crazy. So yeah, I mean, I can taste it, dude. My stomach will spin upside down if I drank a glass of tap water, even well, in the mountains. Yeah, you get you get third third generation Colorado River. I'm right here. I'm in the I'm Coors Country, so it's a little <laughs> different. You know, you get you get the worst of the worst because it's been filtered so many times and processed. Yeah. Oh yeah, we I mean we get the worst, but even across the board, just you want to filter out any tap water, even if you are in the country. But grounding, I think uh, it, there's a lot of different aspects of it. From the invisible waveform portion, yeah, this is huge because there's a book called The Invisible Rainbow. I want you to read that. You'll absolutely okay. love it. Invisible Great Rainbow title. Uh, by Arthur Furstenberg. Yeah. So the title is The Invisible Rainbow. Arthur Furstenberg uh, wrote it and it categorized the history of electricity in life. And he basically says, hey, this air around us, uh, that's what waves and particles travel through. It's, it's actually plasma or ether. And so when we introduce a one directional wave into our space, that's different than how we're made because we're made on waves that distribute equally in every direction. We call those scalar waves. So a scalar wave is what the sun does. It distributes equally. It's not a laser dot on your wall or, you know, it would zap you to death. It, it just doesn't work that way. That would be a one directional laser beam. If I took a pebble in my hand and dropped it into a pond, the, the waveform doesn't go in a straight line, you know, one direction. It distributes equally in every direction. Those are scalar waves. That's a framework for our universe and our atmosphere. This is huge to understand the physics component of energy and waveforms for high-performing, you know, athletes. And so basically what I noticed is guys wearing the wireless stuff, they were starting to go weak and get injured strongest fittest guys come in wearing a, a smartwatch 
their whole arm would go weak. So I'm going, what's the difference here? Uh, and then when I started researching it, it was the the waveform is a one directional waveform of electricity, but that's not how the universe is made. And that's how, not how we're made. And we're one with the universe. So I took that whole intangible waveform concept and started to bring it into health and wellness. And when you can get grounded and be outside in nature, tennis players, most of them are outside, uh, which is great. You get that unpolarized light from the sun. Uh, you don't always get as close to the earth because you're wearing tennis shoes. So it's really good to go barefoot or touch a tree or get into a body of water to pull those electrons from the negative ionic charge of the earth. We breathe in lots of minerals. Hopefully we get it from our food. And then we use good water, clean water, for the conductivity. That's how our body battery works. Like, so if you want to optimize the performer, you've got to start to look at the physics and the mechanics behind the energy systems of our body. Yeah. See, as a high performance athlete, you got to understand the physics behind how we're one with the universe to optimize yourself and understand what a stressor would be because you don't want that stressor on you. I see. So you're basically saying kind of like alternating current. It's not healthy if it only is one direction. It needs to be sort of give and take a little bit. Right. So man-made electricity of an alternating current AC with a DC. They're waveforms, but they're one directional and they have to meet or you have crazy static in the line and you'll have dirty electricity. So they measure electricity in the speed of like 50 to 60 waves per second. Dirty electricity, the waves get a lot more sporadic, about 4,000 to 100,000 waves per second. This stuff right here, the speed of the wave is 50 million to two to, to billions of waves per second. This phone exactly is 2.45 billion waves per second. And then six, the 5G, 5G is 60 to 90 billion waves per second of a one directional polarizing waveform. So the first thing it's gonna do is mess with your cognitive, your sleep, your memory, your behavior, you know, all that stuff. It's gonna depolarize the areas that are just a little weaker and chip away your life force. So we got to get this stuff off our body, away from us. I don't want to ever see a tennis player playing with, you know, warming up with earbuds in their ear and, you know, having a smartwatch on their wrist. That is that is right? Just, it can really be that weaker. detrimental. Yeah, it's making them weaker. You can use, look, we've been testing athletes for a long time, but you do a baseline, maybe a midpoint and an endpoint. It's not an everyday thing. And, and I know we're on the same page on this whole topic. And, and I know your audiences as well. We got to get out of this meta universe. Like this is not enhancing. You don't need a, a wireless device to tell you how you feel, how many steps you play, what your heart rate is. You got to connect above and intuitively know how you're feeling and how good of a workout was. Yeah, I've never used, I've never had any interest in those step things. I, I step plenty every day. I have no interest in my heart. I mean, you know, if I'm if I go to the doctor a couple times a year and get the blood tests and all that, but no, and I, it's I, I don't want to be obsessive about it. And tell me about those ear pods because I haven't gotten them, but I considered it. But you are are 
all earphones bad for you? Well, you want to have the corded ones because you don't want a wireless ear pod because that is localized radiation in your inner ear. And you have to remember there's an airway canal directly to your brain. So you're literally localizing millimeter waves in your inner ear. And uh, our own California Department of Public Health, who doesn't really care about our health agency, they hid the studies on cell phones and acoustic nerve challenges and cancer challenges with people having cell phones up. They were sued by a Berkeley professor to release all this information. So you don't want that stuff near you or on you. And especially, you know, it might get you in a good rhythm. And I love sound therapy. But if you're going to use something, you got to have it uh, hardwired. Hardwiring is the best. Okay, well, that's that's good to know, because I and I do like to have music on the court, you know, at UCLA and all in our college, too. And even even now, when I'm just going to have a groove hit with someone for an hour, I like to bring my Bose speaker, but you can't always do that. So I was wondering if I could ever, you know, tune into my uh, oh, I see I can't because you don't want it on your wrist. So you really can't play tennis unless you have that speaker on the court. And that's fine, right? Because that just goes into the infinite that sound correct well it's not the sound of the speaker it's that it's wirelessly connected to a phone so what i would optimally i would want to have no resonance if you have a speaker have it hardwired into you know fiber optic or something so i see that, plug it in just plug it in yeah use a battery like get a get one of the old ghetto blasters and throw batteries right. in it that's what play. i was thinking right and That's download everything, have everything on airplane mode, you know, but it's already downloaded and it'll play your entire, you know, playlist already pre-downloaded. Well, so I have a question because, uh, all right, I understand that. And what, uh, what else can people do to, uh, I guess, offset these harmful effects that these horrible waves and 5G and everything else coming at us has on us? Are there better ways to sleep? Are there things we can hold, put in our pocket? You know what yeah. I mean? Stuff like that. Well, yeah, there's a lot of products on the market and and uh, that are coming into this space. We're the industry leader in EMF protection products with our grounding bags. And uh, we sell them through doctor clinics all around the country. You put one of these on your bed, you'll sleep three to 50% better. And we touched on it with the spin with the other podcast, but that's a huge thing because when you can convert those waveforms and create a coherence in your home, because if your bed's touching the wall, it's charged the level of the outlet, uh, that's, that's radiation. It's low level, but it's still radiation. And there's this guy named Dr. Martin Paul. He shows that the voltage gated calcium channels, that's the mitochondria, that's the energy for your cells get disrupted with low level and high level. So with the higher level stuff, when you're sleeping, it's like someone's tapping you on your shoulder all night long, because these things are always, they're called smart because they're always broadcasting, waiting for you to talk to it. They're waiting for a command. Hey, what do I do? Where do you want me to go next? But our brain tries to figure out what's pinging it. And what happens is we go into a twilight sleep. So we don't get into that deep theta or delta brainwave state 
where it's that REM patterns, those restorative rapid eye movements for very long, or if at all, when you have your Wi-Fi on and your cell phone on and Alexa right on your desk, and you have a smart meter on the other side of that wall, and then you're surrounded, maybe if you live in a complex with a lot of the people, you have all their signals going, like that's billions of ways per second times however many stressors there are. And that's what they call the internet of things. So if you can get that internet of things to not go in your bedroom and you can get that resonance quieted down to a safe level, turn everything off. We, in my house are, we have a timer on the outlet panel. So all the power in the bedrooms go off at night. Our Wi-Fi goes off at night. All the phones are in airplane mode, you know, and, and being charged outside of a bedroom. We don't have this resonance uh, in our bedroom. So we're able to get into that deep restorative sleep. And then we use our grounding bags for any extraneous signals. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. I've been turning my phone off for the last several months and my wife's phone off before we go to bed. So that's a start, I guess. But I was in, uh, I was off the grid at, at a friend's in Hana Maui, where I spoke to you last from, actually. Yeah. And uh, we only turn on the uh, internet uh, when we need the router when we need it, because mm. power, you know, and, and, you know, power, water, everything's a big deal when you're off grid. Yeah. And, uh, so we, you know, we we uh, had to be efficient with power. So I turned it on for the show, turned it off after the show. But you're saying that that would be the very best is to turn off all the electricity. Don't just shut your phone off. Uh, turn the router, the TV, everything off. Because I was sleeping better. I have to tell you, over in Hana, I really was. Because there was nothing. I was in a yurt, and there was nothing in the yurt but me and a guitar they let me borrow and a pad of paper and a pad of paper and one book of an artist that I had met the day before. And uh, so I'm looking at all those beautiful things a couple of three times and, and writing notes to myself and, 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 and but it, I slept much better. And, and, and I'm guessing that's what it was. That's the reason people don't understand we're living in this electromagnetic blanket of an atmosphere but when you put disruptive you know one directional waveforms at close proximity to you it's it's going to mess with your deep REM sleep so that's why the grounding bags you know they sell so well because they really allow you to go from you know 40 45 minutes of deep sleep to 100 minutes of deep sleep i mean that's significant and you do that cumulatively over you know months and years, your body's gonna be so much healthier and more resilient, and the hormones will be optimized, and all these challenges that of aging that a lot of us see will slow down. I mean, this stuff dehydrates you. So if 2.45 you know, gigahertz is the same bandwidth that destructures water. We got to watch out for this stuff. We're carrying that thing around in our pocket all the time. So, yeah, talking about hydration, uh, I'd like a little bit more information on that because that is an interesting uh, thought because for tennis and all sports, hydration is a big deal. And so, uh, for you know, I, I guess two questions. Number one is how can grounding and some of these other things that you purport help with hydration and retain hydration and 
and and what's in the bag? Got to know what's in the bag. Uh, well, we'll start yeah, with that one first. We'll start with that one because it, it actually ties in with it. Everyone knows about shungite or amethyst or black tourmaline. They have they call them Tesla crystals because they have a magnetic resonance to help with EMF. Our crystals are hand mined and they have moisture with the magnetic. So these things have been compressed from an underground water source forever. And the combination of the moisture with the magnetic is what allows them to be so effective for EMF. So when they get dehydrated, and this is one of our big selling points is there's a lifespan of these. They'll last for years, two to 10 years, maybe even more. As long as they're in solid form, they're still working, you know, uh, but when they turn to dust and they lose their form because the water will dry out inside of them, you know, that moisture content will dissolve. They lose their function for EMF protection. You sprinkle that in your garden, you'll have the most, you know, nutrient dense minerals, but you can feel the grounding bag. So, you know, when they're working and when they're not, cause you can feel like this is a, about one pound of solid rock inside of here. And so that's what the grounding bags do is they really have a resonance for it, but that moisture ties in with it. Um, as far as hydration for the body, you know, when, when you can convert the destructuring waveforms, you're going to retain more hydration. So we got to, that's how they help with athletes because they help keep help circulation, help with inflammation, keep you hydrated a little better. Uh, you still need to take in the good sources, but once they're in there, again, the stressors from the man-made stuff aren't going to have as big of effect on you as quickly when you have the grounding bags present and when you're going out in nature and getting grounded by nature on your own. And we were talking, dude, I do so much cold water therapy now. I'm in a dive club in, in Laguna Beach. We do free diving, no wetsuits. I, I prone paddle, I surf. I mean, I'm always walking barefoot, doing Tai Chi in the morning, walking the dog down to the beach. I live right in Laguna Beach on the beach. And so it, it, it's that's a huge part of the recipe for health and vitality. Hmm. Yeah. Aqua therapy. Well, certainly that is a big deal. I mean, I've known about it forever. I mean, I, I literally have a, a hot tub in my garage. So when we move into our new place, hot tub comes with me. Uh, that's a good thing, right? I hope. Don't tell me a hot tubs. No, I know the chlorine's no good, but what are you going to do? Maybe bromine. Put salt water in it, make it more salt water than chlorine. But uh, yeah, they're, they're great. You know, you got to love getting in water for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing I do miss about about uh, San Diego, you know, uh, a little bit of surfing. But in the end, it was too crowded anyway. But you, you're you in a good spot in Laguna. So, um, well, so tell me again. So if, you, if you, you, you think you'll sleep better, you know you'll sleep better with these grounding bags uh, under your pillow, so to speak. Uh, is there anything else other than walking barefoot, getting in the water? Do you have anything like that for transport, like when you're traveling? Uh, oh, yeah. Or or in the car or in your pocket uh, to battle yeah. all the, cause you know, when you're in a car, I'm guessing it's worse 
because you're in a very small closed area. And now you got your phone there and then you got the serious radio because I got, you know, I like serious radio. And so I'm wondering, you know, what else can be done? Well, that's for sure. The, the grounding bags, there's protocols with these one on your bed, desk or car seat, you know, on the bed or underneath the bed. If it's underneath it, lean it against the leg of the bed. So it's got to be touching it. You'll sleep three to 50% better. Uh, Dr. Rodney White just uh, saw that has actually deep sleep went from over 50%. We just say three to 50, but, but it, it's that helpful five together, five grounding bags together on the floor of your home, clear 2000 square feet. You need seven. If the home has solar, cause they haven't figured out how to ground out solar that well. Uh, if someone's driving an electric car, we don't recommend it at all, especially in the mountains, you get half the efficiency, half the life of the battery, uh, with a charge. But what the big challenge is, is they're mining coal, cadmium, nickel, all these precious minerals. And so they're using fossil fuels to do it. But the worst part about it is, is you're getting cooked. You're sitting on a massive battery. That's boy. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, Yeah, you're sitting on a battery. I'm I'm not a big fan anyway. I got F one fifty. Give me the gas, and uh, you know I like to be able to. I like to be able to get people out of trouble in the mountains in the snow and not get myself into trouble. You know. Yeah, for sure. It's eighteen percent lower testosterone for anyone driving an electric car. So all you hotshot ballers out there that pull up in a Tesla at the club, that's not cool to me. Because you're literally wow. cooking yourself, 18% lower testosterone. Guys in Newport driving it, they're on synthetic, you know, hormone replacements. Uh, but man, you, you, the last thing you want to be driving is electric car. Sitting on a battery is is huge stressor in your health. It messes with your fertility as well. So uh, I'm not a fan of the electric car phase. They can shut you down anytime. The car doesn't get more efficient the more you drive it, like it does when you you know, burn through gas. Uh, so they, they how can come we don't, how come we don't know about this stuff? It seems to me someone, some reporter well, somewhere should talk about the, the, the negative uh, aspect of these electric cars. Well, it sounds gonna, like there's a ton of it. Dude, you're not going to get it on CNN. I mean, how, I mean, how stupid is it? You're saying you want to not use the grid and then you have to use the grid to use that product. Like you got to plug the thing in to use it. It's just stupid. And there's no, there's no framework for it. There's no infrastructure for for plugging in cars. There's like hour long waits. You know, you can only go so many miles. It's just stupid. It's the dumbest concept we've ever rolled out. And I can't believe, you know, these major industries are like, oh, we have these electric vehicles now. Well, no, stop it. You don't want electric vehicles. They're you know, they're not good for the health. And you're right. You're literally sitting in a microwave oven, essentially, with the Bluetooth and the satellite systems, and then sitting on a battery, the self-driving apparatuses, all your wireless devices in the car. It's like a it's it's like being trapped inside of a, a metal tube. You know, the only thing worse is an airplane with more passengers and more signals inside of it. Well, you know, it's funny, I, I actually saw a special uh on on the you know <clears throat> losing of testosterone in america or maybe worldwide it sounds like but yeah testosterone levels are going dramatically down in the last couple of decades so yeah 
I'm seeing, I mean, the, I'm seeing the correlation is what I'm saying. Oh, definitely. For sure. And I, there's guys, I marvel at it too. I mean, we live Southern California. There's probably the most beautiful looking uh, people in bathing suits all over guys and girls. They're not even phased. Like when I was a teenager, <laughs> the girl in a bikini just period was like a whole, like the best thing I, ever. I'm a dinosaur uh, too, man. I'm a dinosaur <laughs> too. We'll probably get shut down here in a minute, but uh, there's so much <laughs> stupidity in the world, but uh, yeah, no, I, I know. And, and is that right? So kids today aren't all, you know, it's, they're just that. numb to it. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like she's, she's wearing that. And, and that doesn't even phase you. Like they're just, it, it's wild. And I think a lot of it is from this EMF stuff and they're just getting, just numb and numb. that's the thing it's like you gotta feel like how do you feel like i i when a player goes out and they know they're like oh man i couldn't miss today i was just on that's that rhythm that's how you feel when you feel good you want to keep that so find that brainwave state stay in that brainwave state see it visualize recreate it you know keep doing your living in the 45s on all your strokes watch that ball all the way into the strings like you know, the difference i've seen between top 10 in the world and everybody else are everybody else tracks they stop tracking so if 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 the ball is is it, the my racket is in this hand they'll stop tracking the ball right about here they don't meet it all the way in and i should be on the 45 so i'm trying to get it camera wise but that's where people are tracking they're stopping tracking you know, several inches you know before they're making contact so that's the other thing is to train the eyes the eyes can move really fast you don't have to move the whole head but you can move that eye with it really quickly to track things efficiently. And so when you start to develop that coordination and putting this flow together and moving in flow states and semicircles, nonlinear stuff, and then using binaural beats and, you know, using some brain entrainment stuff to help get you there, maybe doing the juggling exercises, you put all this together with a great coach, like there's no telling how good you can get. Yeah, you know, the only place I'll comment on is the question is, is it do they watch the ball into the strings or is it they stay? What I find about Djokovic, Federer, Nadal and some of the others, uh, but particularly those guys, is they would hold their head steady at the 45 and then use their peripheral vision. To, so I'm not sure if Federer watched the ball any better or he, he always stayed, or, or he always kept his lineup with his center and his eyes to the 45 so the ball just went into his field, but his head never really moved. You know what I mean? So it's more of a discipline of staying lined up. Maybe it's a line. I think that's a great coaching tip is to line the head up there. Uh, the, the big thing I've seen is basically you can watch all these players watch. Literally, they'll take photos of it when they're right about to hit the ball. They're looking here, not over here. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy. Well, you see it all the time on the serve. Yeah. All the okay, time. All and the that's time on the serve. Like end that. Up in, all the time. Yeah, you go blind up there because you're not hitting the ball in front of you. You can't see it behind you. So you're not going to be able to track it. 
you know, no matter how much bend you have, it, it just, this is, we, th these are fundamentals of, of biomechanics, but when you're on the 45 and you track that ball in, I've watched Federer and Djokovic and all these guys for years, even the girls play the one, they'll track it all the way, even the most difficult shots, they'll follow that ball all the way in off the court, just going boom, right, right on where they need to get it. And, and you watch some of the other guys, they'll be like, oh, I'm running so hard. And then they'll watch the ball, but they won't track it in. And then maybe they'll close their eyes and then regain their balance and then get back on the court. But it, yep. it's a lot of training yeah, not to close your eyes and training these systems. Yeah, I would say, you know, more than a tip, because I don't think lining up is everything, but it certainly is the fun, the foundation. It's more like your system. It's a system. Yeah. You, know, you can't just say, oh, line up your 45, you know, and keep your head there, but then arm it with your upper body or shoulders, you know. So, uh, you know, I always push back when people tell me I, I have a good tip. I don't have any tips. I, I swear I, I don't offer tips. Just a, a, a holistic overall understanding there you go. of what you're doing. And then you can live into whatever moment comes up and not just go, oh, today I'm going to practice high forehands on the service line and then try to put a thousand pieces together and make a game. I'd rather you really uh, own the game, you know, understand it. And then whatever situation comes up, you have your system, your foundation. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I love that. Also, I don't mean to jump. I don't mean to jump down your throat, man. No, it's good. I love that. Those are the semantics. I mean, that's that's how people create systems. And and I always I always say the same thing. It's like you don't want to say the word try or you, know, you say let's do it. Those those little things aren't little. They're giant. They're the reason that living at the 45 is so significant. And, you know, I've seen the success of it through all of your, you know, players through for 25 years, literally. And it's been an integral part of our training system, whether we're on your eight board, we're learning to move the body in the figure eight. They're uh, called training. the BT swivels. They're called the BT swivels. Now I separated okay. them for taller and shorter people. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, anyhow, there the list goes on and on as far as how great you know, that eight board, you know, is for sports and, and, you know, playing and learning how to get in a figure eight and, and play at the 45 for more consistency, power and accuracy. And, and, and less effort. Yeah. With less effort, you're expending less energy and you're way more dominant. I mean, it's a huge, huge thing. And you could feel it's like if you're trying too hard or if you're just in the flow and then, you know, and you're not going to miss. So, and, and then you learn how to find that angle through your system, no matter where you are on the court, wherever the ball takes you, whatever shot uh, you're going to, you know, come across. Yep. 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 So let me ask you, and I'll let you go here, but this has been amazing, especially to talk about the EMFs, because I don't, I certainly never know enough about it. And I don't think very many people out there know anything about it. So that's, that's a great point. Uh, any other uh, suggestions with regards to, and we talked about the athleticism, 
just overall wellness, uh, other than the grounding bags, things that you've found, because I know you search it out, man. You're on a personal quest because of, you did go through some things at a young age. You're on a personal quest to be, you know, and you have a beautiful young daughter and a fantastic wife, and I know everyone, and and and, and you got lots of reasons to have optimal wellness, and, and I know you speak every day, multiple times a week, and uh, you know what else might the listeners uh, be, uh, you know, advantage to hear? Well, I feel the body can break down from three different areas. So I would say physical, emotional, and biochemical. So physical would be too much exercise, too little, or a big trauma. I mean, those are the things that downregulate a nervous system. Uh, you can have emotional stress, thoughts, feelings, emotions. That'll mess with your system. So you want to keep that in check. And then the, the chemical side of things, you know, taking in bad food or bad water, bad drinks. Uh, so f- food, water, uh, bad air quality, if you're in the city or something, or if there are crop dusting everywhere. Uh, and then the EMFs are the big thing. So I think the easiest thing to do to get someone better is to clear a lot of the stressors out of their world. Uh, I, I want everyone to know that our bodies are one with the universe. So Go touch a tree, get your hands in the soil, start growing your own food. Let's decentralize a lot of the food industry and the government in a lot of ways and start really knowing what's going in your body. Get rid of the seed oils, get rid of GMO foods, like genetically modified stuff. Get pure water from water sources. Get that bucket of toxicity of your body on empty, like clean it out. The big part is the methylation. So you might be really good at methylation, like meaning detoxing and flushing, whereas my system might have a mutation and I don't flush as efficiently. So a cup of bad water for me might set me off where you, you just flush it right out. So everyone's differently. So you can't do this Western medical route and say, everyone gets a shot to fix this. Well, that's a bunch of baloney because- Everyone has different levels of toxicity of fullness and everyone detoxes differently and everyone has different levels of their life force, their chi, their vitality. So you can't just have one-stop shop in, in medicine. You know, that It just doesn't work. So I, I would encourage everyone to look out of the box, start to combine all these different facets into the world, clear the stressors, get the good into your world, start training more out of the box, do nonlinear stuff. I wrote a book on it. I don't know if, have you ever seen my book? No, sir. Okay. So you're in it in a lot of different places, by the way. (laughs) I wrote it and Jack doesn't even have it. There's a lot of mentors and, and colleagues that I've had in there uh, that I've included in it, but it's whole body plus whole brain equals performance. That's like the pillar for sports performance. You know, Ben Greenfield's like the guy for endurance athletes. This is for speed and performance, this book. Uh, so I really want people to get an understanding of what health is, how the universe works, how we interplay with it, 
how to get more connected and grounded for performance. And then grounding, meaning rooted into the ground. How do you stabilize yourself as you were talking, but then also grounded, meaning like literally get your brain into the proper brainwave states for optimal performance. And then how to get your sleep in those optimal states. So it's looking at the quality, quantity, and frequency of rest, you know, hydration, nutrition, exercise, and then making sure you own your power. That's those are the pillars for health. All right. Well, I'm uh I'm I'm definitely gonna get you on uh our site if you if you're a game where people can get all your information and you know, because the podcast will be up there. And, uh, you know, places we can link to if you want to mention, well, athleticism.com, certainly we've talked about, uh, uh, we'll get them up there. I guess the other question I have for you is when I get to SoCal uh, next month to do a couple programs, I, 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 I feel like I ought to have a signed copy. Uh, I know. I've got, well, you're going to get a care package. Send me your mailing address okay. and uh, we'll get you We'll get you a signed copy and more for sure. We got to load you up on grounding bags. And I mean, this is such a huge thing. And you're working with so many great athletes. All the coaches really should be looking out of the box uh, at a lot of these other things. Like, oh, you, the kid shows up wearing a smartwatch. No, take that thing off. Let's connect to how you feel, not something that makes you weaker. Literally start out of the gate with those types of things. Uh you know, we, we got to have this higher level of awareness. Tennis is such a great sport. You know, I dove into it on your other talk on the spin about how Djokovic is so incredible and one of my favorite all times and how mm -hmm. he's really, really rammed heads against the system saying, hey, he's you, have screwed. To, he's yeah, screwed. you have to inject this into you to play tennis. <clears throat> There's no way that's okay in any no. way, shape or form. I couldn't and, agree more. And um, Nadal, I, I lost a lot of respect for Nadal uh, and a lot of the other players for not boycotting that that one Australian Open last year when he wasn't allowed into the country and where he was and they kicked him back out. I mean, I, I think the entire sport should have boycotted that. I felt body the same. Yeah, body sovereignty and freedom is uh, the foremost fundamental right. We're born with it from God. You're not gifted it as a government and they can't take it away. Uh, so anyone attempting to take it away should not be rewarded with our attention at all. Uh, the players should learn to step up and know that they're influencers and, and people look to them for that. And I don't care if it chips away your life, your health and your wealth, uh, your pocketbooks, you got to step up and, and be connected to God and have be a voice uh, for your freedom that he gave you. And if yeah, you I don't, agree 100%, 100%. I believe me, when your health is shitty, you don't have anything. So yeah. you got you gotta, you gotta start looking at that as the first thing. So Djokovic going gluten free, you know, at an early age, he's got the best team, he's got the best vitality, he's playing insane, he lives in the 45. You guys, look at what these guys are doing for their awareness and their health and and start emulating them. These are the guys that are role models 
that we want to look up to, not a government or an agency telling you that this thing will save your life when all they're doing is making you sicker quicker and filling you up with toxicity and trying to modify you and, and which end up controlling you. Because once someone controls what goes in you, they more easily control you. <laughs> so of course. The, these are, you know, this is a really giant topic for health and performance. And, and I know I'm getting heady on this stuff, but man, let's, let's get to the core of what heart really is all about in sport and laying it all out on the court. And you got to have the energy to do it and the awareness as well. Yeah. Well, you know, that is, I've been thinking all these things lately, but you put it really the best. So that's, uh, I feel the same way. I'm like, you know, what happened to all the, my body, my choice people. I mean, you know, what happened to people who love freedom? I, I just can't figure it out. And who's he hurting that he's in the middle of a huge stadium, like a gladiator all by himself. And he's the healthiest person on the planet. So my, that's my big question is who's he hurting? You know, when you let tens of thousands of people a month in the border and you have no idea what they're bringing with them, uh, COVID or whatever, typhoid, you know, polio, who knows what they're bringing, you know, fentanyl. So I couldn't yeah. agree more with you. And I think it's, uh, I think it's a disgrace really. And, and this year at Indian Wells, I'm, uh, I won't be watching. I'm not, I'm so irritated. I don't want to give him my rating. I just, right. Same. I just and, and, don't understand it. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. Yeah. And so Indian Wells, uh, Larry Ellison, he's he was controlling all the vaccine passports. So he was in charge of creating that whole system. So we, we I've gotten tickets. We have family tickets my whole life there. Go there all the time. I will not go and will not support. My dollars and attention don't go to CCP agendas. You know, so yeah, and for me, it's, it's the really Department of Homeland Security. I mean, they're the ones who stated it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So we got to really look at it. I think they're not tracking anymore going in. You don't have to show a vaccine card. But a couple of years ago, we had uh, we had tickets and we gave them to a, a family with a kid. The kid didn't have a vaccine. The parents ended up doing it. It was my parents' friends. And <clears throat> And uh, they sent the family home back to LA, two wow. hour, two two and a half hour drive because absolutely the ridiculous. Have a vaccine. They sent him home. Like these, you can't forget like what happened either. Like this whole thing. You're talking about tennis. This is in our backyard. The number one, I think, one of the most incredible tennis venues in the country, in Southern California for sure. And you got an organization sending families and kids home. Do you think that kid's ever going to be a tennis fan? No, screw you, Larry Ellison, you know, and your whole COVID agenda of tracking everyone to make them sicker quicker and control the population. You know, this is ridiculous. And Djokovic is the hero by far. Aaron oh, Rodgers, you know, another one that stood up. Kelly Slater might be talking about it, but I think he got a fake card and, you know, it's kind of playing the game, not manning up and, and being a voice in the freedom. Like these, you know, these are big, big topics. And, you know, we're big, we're both of us are surfers. So, you know, all about that, but we got to really bridge that gap as far as athletes and standing up 
for it's what other health athletes. is because they're going to drive the future. Athletes are the influencers. When they say, hey, we stop this, it's going to stop. I got um, one last bid. I got uh, my wife turn it on. And she, you know, because she knows I love tennis and she, she turns it on and I'm like, oh, geez, I got to watch it. And it was this whole, you know, how they do the, uh, they did the whole sequence for, for Formula One and then they did. Oh yeah. The, Netflix, the new Netflix special break. Right. And they, they did a hard knocks for the NFL. It's like right. the behind the scenes of tennis. Right, right, they right. They did, yeah, I saw the one with Curios already. So curious, did you see the whole, which episode, the first or the second? Just the first. And how much of COVID did they mention in that? Pretty much zero, really. Thank you. That was during the middle of it when Djokovic shut it. The first segment they did on Curious, they mentioned it for three seconds at the end of the hour or whatever. And then in the beginning of the second uh, uh, session or you know, show, they did a segment on it and how they did maybe three, four minutes on how everyone was rioting against, you know, uh, and Djokovic was boycotted and wasn't allowed in. And they made, you know, like the Australian Open, the, the organization, they're all masked up and, and, <laughs> and they're, they're sitting there waiting for a call from the government to see if he can play. Oh, yeah, yeah, not. yeah. It's yeah. like, come on, this is a clown show. Take off your mask. 3% oxygen is not health. And you know what? This is stupid. You're letting your government tell you how, if you can make money or have put on a health event. Like, this is ridiculous. So the whole thing was a big joke. But the reason that they only showcased a little bit of him in it you know i'm curious story that was a cool story the guy never wore a mask the whole thing like i was stoked on him uh you know his girlfriend looked like she had to wear one when she wore one when she had to but she wasn't really wanting to no, wear i one. noticed that too i noticed that yeah too. so i mean i i you know and and, and yeah you know, so anyhow these guys like australians you know they don't care about a lot of they're they're just so carefree and they don't put up with a lot, but I I couldn't believe how that country put up with it. Yeah, I, I went surfing there about twenty years ago. I can't believe what that country's turned into. But you know, yeah. maybe uh, maybe the pendulum will start swinging because I certainly don't feel like I belong anywhere <laughs> in this planet right now. Well, it, the thing is, you guys, it's like when you're saying we don't worry about getting anything from anyone. Let me let me break this down really clear for everyone a virus is a dead protein that we produce it's our adaptive system just like fungus and bacteria zach bush md says there's 10 to the 31 viruses in us and around us at all times so we wouldn't be here without them they're our adaptive system to the infinite capability they're self-limiting by nature means they're not meant to kill the host so they're dead protein. They don't eat. They don't sleep. They don't derive energy by any way, shape, or form. For all intents and purposes, they're dead. But there are way, ourselves ways of you know, basically excreting ways so we cleanse and adapt. So they're the book, The Invisible Rainbow, says when we're polluted, every major pandemic was from an environmental toxin uh, of a cosmic shift. So before eighteen, you know, eighty nine, any 
major spikes in death were from solar flares and people that couldn't adapt to it. That's a cosmic shift. 1918, we rolled out radio waves, you know, satellites for the Hong Kong flu and World War II, radar, 5G the last two years. When we radiate our electromagnetic blanket of an atmosphere, our body produces a virus to adapt. When you pollute the ocean, the mammals, the dolphins will get sick. It's not that dolphin gave that dolphin virus. It's who, you know, put oil in the water at levels that they've never seen. That's what's making them sick. So we got to really relook at this whole germ theory and understand it's bioterrain. Yeah, there's lots of touch contagions. I got mono. I kissed a girl. That's how I got it. I wouldn't have got it, but I didn't kiss a girl. I get it, but it's the frequency of those toxicities. So Wuhan, they can blast out a frequency of these lab animals and all the shit they're ingesting in it, you know, or pumping in it. And then all of a sudden 5G broadcasts it across the world because we can make a phone call there instantly. So it's the same as before 1980, or actually in 1918, when people two weeks travel, we're getting the same symptoms. It's a frequency. The, the challenge is, is the contagion is a frequency that we can't hide from. You'll just adapt when you need to at the level you're capable. So stop living in fear, everyone. Build your life force up and smile, man. Live for life and be close. Hug each other, man. This is like, we got to get close. We got to have that touch in our world. And that's what's going to carry us through. This awareness will carry us on. And, you know, I want to see tennis thrive. I want to see all these sports thrive. But I have to tell you, man, my time's been way more limited being a spectator because of a lot of the agendas that have been rolled out across the board in sports. Yeah, it is. It's infuriating what they do to the sport and all sports. It is. And it's hard to watch sometimes, you know. I, I turned off several different sports for the last few years because they were lecturing me and they they were making me, you know, they were trying, instead of playing the game I wanted to see, I had to, you know, look at their philosophy of life. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't make you do that of mine. And my opinion's as valid as yours. And yeah, so I, I it does, it does turn you off. I don't think, I think it's at least half the country or more that, that gets turned off by this stuff. Yeah, it's more, but the propaganda is saying it's everybody, you know, isn't turned off and everyone's living. That's not true. We sell these grounding bags literally at doctor clinics all around the country. All I do is podcast with doctors, MDs, chiros, and I, I onboard all the different uh, wholesale accounts. I talk to doctors literally so much of the day, week in and week out for the last several years. Every single one of them believes the same way we do. And all they're doing with their patients is detoxifying them from chemtrails and vaccine injuries and teaching wow. them about now about EMF. And so this is what the messaging is from the doctors. Let's get the athletes to understand this so they can articulate it. And the next greatest athlete coming up goes, no, I'm not going to take that, you know, and guess what? If I'm not taking it, then all these guys aren't going to play in your tournament. You're not going to have a tournament to broadcast. Yeah. And then no one's going to watch it. You're not going to get sponsor dollars. And guess what? 
your whole entire world is going to implode because me choosing body sovereignty. Let's look at this thing in a different way because we have the power. We're in the numbers. We have yeah. the knowledge. Stop listening. It, just takes, it takes a little bit of courage. It does. And, and, and we have, you know, unfortunately, we don't see a lot of that nowadays. Uh, you know, where, what happened to the home of the brave? But yeah, Justin, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, boy, Justin, that's a, it's a somber way to leave. But uh, I, I really, you're always a wealth of information. And I listen and I'm glued to it. I'm going to get the rainbow, the I mean, I think it's great. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the book. I think it's uh, incredible, the Invisible Rainbow, and I'm gonna send everyone to athleticism.com and whatever links you can get to me, we'll, we'll guide them in that direction. No, thank you, and thanks for, um, thanks as always for doing what you do, uh, you know, to help people achieve really optimal health. Likewise, Jack. You guys, Jack's a legend. I think he's been one of the biggest. Uh, creators of systems and i marvel at people when they create systems dean helped create this athleticism system i've expanded on it you guys created the living at the 45 you know angle uh, eileen McCusick created a, a sound therapy system you know dr darren weissman created a remote healing system there's systems out there uh my i have a sensei in martial arts he created Tetsugo Friedman method system. There's systems that when you employ them, you're going to see results. And it takes someone with some massive, massive brains and background and awareness at the deepest level to create it. And you're living at the 45 figure eight system is one of my favorites of all time. So thank you. Thank you very much, Justin. And uh, we'll always be in touch. I know that. And uh, hopefully we'll do some more of this or the real spin soon enough. Let's do it. Let's get on a court too. That I'd like to do. I'll be in your neck of the woods next month and we got to do it for sure. Okay. For and sure. then we'll get you in the water. I got a longboard for you. I got a couple I left over there. So <laughs> I got their Velzies, man. They're classics. They're big logs. You know, I like a big log when I surf. <laughs> Keep everybody out of my way. All right, my friend. See you, Jack. Thank you.